Once you see what you actually are, that you're an infinite, limitless being, you'll see that nothing exists outside of you. I'm your host, Derek Grant, and this is the Pathway to Your Results Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Path to Your Results podcast. It is your boy, DG. We are back. We are here. I could not wait to do this episode. Even my lovely wife, Carly, said, oh, you're going to have a podcast episode off of this. I said, you are absolutely right, my divine soulmate of a being. So I just want to share a personal story. I want to share a personal experience in hopes that it will allow you to (sighs) go along your journey with just a little bit more insight, a little bit more um, awareness, right? I've told you from day one, all this podcast has been, all anything that I share with you has just been my own personal journey that I'm sharing with you so you can take it with you in your life and do whatever you need to with it, right? So we've been talking about, we've been the season of letting go, right? Releasing, letting go of those things that no longer serve us. When we realize that something's not for us, being able to say no, absolutely not. Being able to listen to our heart, trusting our heart when our heart says, like, this isn't it, okay? So this is this has been our theme here. This is the season that we're in, right? Because we are in this new earth it is our responsibility to recognize, recognize. And when I say recognize, that just means to know what you've, remember what you've already known, right? So recognize means you know already, right? You're, re, you're re-knowing. To re-know that when something doesn't serve you, you are to release it and to let it go. But you cannot release it and let it go until you have extracted the information. So this is what we've been talking about. This is why I, jo- uh, I launched the six-month coaching program. By the way, get, get yourself signed up for it, release but I, I started to realize in my own life, the program was developed because I had things within me that I had to release, okay? So, so, so anytime that you see something that comes out, it's because it's actually me. So I'm showing people how to release because I need to release, okay? And I'm going to show you, 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 I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you how this actually manifested itself in my life, okay? So my son, we, have, we live in Indianapolis, so the, the NBA All-Star Weekend was coming to Indianapolis. It's actually supposed to come in 2020, but then COVID happened and they postponed it, so it got moved to 2024, and it's like, okay, now it's finally here. So my son, I coach his AAU team. Uh, we're a pretty good AAU team, right? Teach him discipline, teach him structure, teach him mindset, right? And then we use basketball as a way to uh, apply these things that we learn, and that's kind of how I use coaching, right? I'm I'm using the game to teach them life skills, work ethic, all that stuff, et cetera. So we have a tournament that we're playing in with the junior NBA, right? We're partnering with the junior NBA and we're playing in this tournament. And it's like a big deal, right? I mean, these kids, their dream, everyone's dream is to play in the NBA and they get to actually go down to the convention center and play in Lucas Oil Stadium and do all of these things that like it's the coolest thing for an 11-year-old, right? It was even cool for me. So I'm looking forward to it. We've been practicing, getting ready for it because it's like, no, everything we go into, it's like we give all that we can and we give ourselves the best possibility to you know, maybe walk out with a trophy. So his first game was at 12 o'clock on Saturday downtown. And 
Friday night, I go to bed, feel good. I wake up at five in the morning to go to the bathroom and I come back and I get back in bed and I'm like, I'm like rolling around like, man, why does my back hurt? Man, my back is killing me. Now, the night before it had snowed. It had snowed the night before. And I was shoveling the driveway and I could feel my right side, my back muscles like start to tighten. I had to stop. And I'm like, am I getting, am I getting that old? Am I getting that old? I can't even shovel this driveway without my back starting to hurt. I'm like, good Lord, what is? So I, that's what I thought it was, right? So so Saturday morning, early in the morning, my back is like, man, what is going on? So I get down on the floor. I start trying to stretch it. It's not working, right? It's actually getting worse. At this point, Carly can hear something. Carly's like, she wakes up. She's like, what are you doing? She thinks I'm playing around. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not playing around this time. I'm like, my back is killing me. And she's like, what do you, what do you, what do you like, did you, did something happen? I'm like, I don't know. I can't even talk. I'm like out of breath. I'm like, I don't know. Something's going on. So her, her, let me, I don't know. This may be universal for women, but for some reason, my, my wife, when something's wrong, take a bath, right? You got a headache, take a bath. Your stomach hurt, take a bath. You stub your toe, take a bath. I don't take baths. I don't even fit in a bathtub. (laughs) So she was like, well, let's maybe, maybe if we, if we get you in a, in the bathtub, it'll feel better. I'm like, nah, this bathtub ain't going to help. So anyway, she starts running the water. At this point, my back's killing me. I'm like, okay, run the water. Sit in the bathtub. I'm sitting in the bathtub, and I'm imagining I'm six foot two, right? My knees hanging all out, toes hanging all out. This bath barely touching any body, any parts of my body. I'm like, this bath ain't doing nothing. And I can't get away from this pain, right? So then I'm like, look, I know what it is. I was like, Carly, here, I need you to massage my back. So I lay down on the bed. So she starts massaging my back. It's still not working. I'm like, what the? F-? So she's like, look, I'm going to go run to Walmart or CVS. CVS actually isn't open. I'm going to run to Walmart. I'm going to go get you a heating pad. I'll get you a heating pad. I'll come on back and we'll be good. And I look at her and I'm like, nah, don't go to Walmart. Don't go to Walmart. We don't have time for that. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I know my body. I know my vessel. We got to go to the hospital. And her eyes like opened up and she's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I know my body. I know it too well. I know when something is off. Now, that's the physical vessel. Now, we understand that the body is nothing more than keeping score, right? When you start understanding that the physical body, all it is is the manifestation of the energetic, subtle bodies that you are not aware of that we don't, they don't teach us in school. They don't teach you that you have a mental body. They don't teach you that you have uh, an emotional body. They don't teach you that you have these other six subtle bodies that come up off of our physical body. Now, what I didn't tell you was there was these things that were uh, uh, being trapped in my subtle energy bodies. I'm still holding on to the anger and resentment of things that I struggled with at 41 because of things that had happened in my childhood. It was unbeknownst to my caregivers, my parents. They had no idea. They had no idea. But now here I am at 41 trying to move past and try to keep moving forward, and I can't move forward. And I'm aware enough to know why I can't move forward. So now, guess what? The lazy mind was developing anger and uh, uh, eager, sorry, anger from the ego and resentment. So then here's what ends up happening. 
I started to realize over the last couple of weeks, I was supposed to go to Dubai to speak. I was supposed to go to a speaking engagement. And then all of a sudden they wanted to change the contract. All of a sudden they wanted me to come over there and speak and do these things and still have the same obligations for half of the amount of the agreed mutual contract that we both signed. And I said, I'm not going to do that. And then the, 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 the narrative got shifted. Well, I thought you were a good person. I thought you were. I'm like, it's not that I'm not a good person. I just had agreed to this energetically and now it's being changed. So I started to develop anger and resentment. And there's some personal situations that were going on. And it was this constant, this constant theme of anger and resentment kept coming up. Now, why am I saying this? Because I started to realize that these things were below the surface. They were subconscious. I was not aware of them. I was transmuting them like I used to do when I was an athlete, right? When I used to play, it's like, man, if you're angry, you take it out. Like, I'm going to kill him today. He had no- So I'd go to the weight room. I'd hit the weights extra hard. I'd get on the treadmill. I'd run a little faster than normal. I was transmuting this energy, but this energy had no resonance in my physical vessel. So because I was not aware, and you understand, start understanding how the body works, that body's going to keep that mother score. It's going to keep the score. So when I woke up at five in the morning, that was when the clock went off. The body says, okay, it's overtime now. It's my time. You kept ignoring the things and you would not work through them and you would not let them go. It's my turn now. I get to tell you and show you. So I get into the, uh, to the, the med check, right? It's like 530 in the morning. I walk into the med check. I walk in and I can't even at this point. It's only like an eight minute ride. Now, mind you, it had snowed, so the roads were a little, <laughs> this is funny, the roads were a little snowy. They hadn't even plowed yet. And, I, and we had to wake the kids up, right? We had to wake the kids because we couldn't leave them at home. So the kids get in the car, and I'm so, I'm writhing with pain. I can't even sit still. I'm squirming all over the place. I'm squirming. I'm like in pain, and Carly's driving, right? And I was going to drive myself. She's like, no, you're not driving yourself. Hudson says in the back, right? I'm like just in so much pain, I don't want to talk. Hudson goes, Mom, why are you driving so slow? (laughs) That was exactly what I was thinking, Hudson, but I just couldn't say it. I was in too much pain. I was thinking the same thing. Like, why are you driving so slow? Can we please get there? But he went ahead and said it for me. And she goes, because there's snow all over the place. And I'm just like, okay, whatever. Just get me there. I don't care. Just get me there. Anyway, we get there. I walk in. And I start to feel nauseous. And I never throw up, never. Like I will literally cut my toe off before I throw up. I never throw up. So when I started to feel nauseous, I said, hold up. There is something wrong here. There is really something wrong because I don't just throw up off because my back hurts. I walk in and they look at me and the nurse, as a matter of factly as she could, she looks at me and goes, oh, he's got kidney stones. And I'm like, well, hold on now, ma'am. I don't smoke. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink tea. I don't do none of that. Don't sit here and try to put me into a category now. Now let's let's not diagnose me before we. So we get in there. I start taking all my vitals, right? Blood pressure, all that, all that good stuff. And they're like, I can't sit still. I can't. I can't sit still because the pain. And I don't know if you ever had kidney stones I've been told that they're the worst pain in the world. And here's what it is. It's not, it's not a sharp pain. It's a mag- imagine Mike Tyson in his prime. I'm talking about 1988, 89 Mike Tyson. And he's hitting you with right hooks as hard as he can in the back. And he does not stop. It's an ache. 
that just keeps going and there's no getting away from it. So I'm like squirming. They're trying to put vein uh, IVs in my veins. They can't do it. They're like, you need to sit still. I'm like, I look at her. I'm like, lady, you need to stop talking to me like this because right now this pain, I'm not the most patient. I ain't going to sit still. I can't. So you need to figure out how you're going to find this vein right now and get it in because I can't sit still. So anyway, they end up getting in and they end up having to give me morphine. And that subsided the pain enough for me to start to come to or sit still. So they take me off and get CAT scans. And like they come back. They're like, yep, you actually have a small, tiny kid- kidney stone that's working its way through. I said, okay, cool. Right. Why am I telling you this? Because I actually never got physical proof that I had a kidney stone. Here's what I mean by that. I took a CAT scan. I was under the machine, but the doctor never came in with the actual CAT scan, uh, whatever you want to call it, screen things to show me that, hey, here's the kidney stone right here. Never saw it. And apparently when you have kidney stones, they give you a thing that you can pee in the toilet. You can catch the kidney stone. I never got one of those. Apparently when you pass the kidney stone, when you, when you start to urinate, it hurts like hell. Never had that. And I'm like, hold on. So anyway, the next day, I feel completely different. Yeah, results. That's what they were called, results. The next day, I feel, I feel uh, completely normal. Like, literally, like nothing ever happened. I'm a little still, like, I don't, the medication is still in me, but I, other than that, I feel fine. And I'm like, okay, I need to figure out what's going on, right? So I go to meditation, right? And all of a sudden, my spirit guides, ancestors, whatever you refer to them as, they all come around me and they're like, We had been trying to tell you for weeks that you had to let go of it. We had been trying to tell you for weeks that you had to let go of it. Now, I have a book by Louise Hay. Louise Hay wrote a book called Heal Your Body. I suggest that you get it. She has within the book uh, basically a chart for everything. If you have uh, knee problems, kidney problems, uh, you have a bloody nose, it has the energetic meaning behind it, meaning what's going on with you mentally and emotionally. So I look at kidney stones. Do you not know that kidney stones were nothing more than the physical manifestation of undissolved anger? Undissolved anger. And my guides were like, we had to show you how serious it was that you were carrying this energy. This energy of anger cannot be within your physical vessel anymore. So when you start to understand, good God Almighty is coming to me in real time, when you start to understand what your kidneys actually were responsible for in the physical world, your kidneys were responsible for removing waste in your life, things that did not belong. See, what happens is, is you eat something and then your intestines take the nutrients from it. Your stomach takes the nutrients from it. And then what ends up happening is the rest of it has to go through the kidneys and go through the bladder. And then we go ahead and uh, 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 defecate and, 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 and urinate it out. But what we didn't realize is that once we had gotten what we needed, the rest of it was no longer needed. Once you had gotten the information, once you had gotten the lesson, you could let go of it. You didn't have to keep holding on to it, but I wouldn't let go of it because the narrative kept going and kept going. And finally, finally, my physical body was like, bro, you ain't going to let go of it. Okay. Calcify, crystallize, whatever, harden it. 
make it so he has to experience it in the physical. And I bet he'll let go of it then. So here's my point of this. When I realized that the kidneys was responsible for releasing and letting go of waste, I had things in my life that was waste. If you got anger, if you got resentment, if you got these things in your life, it doesn't matter what somebody may have done to you in the past. It does not matter. We got to let it go. We got to let it go. We got to let it go. It's not serving you anymore in this earth. We are in the new earth. This is the higher vibration. This is pure love, pure. This is the highest frequency. It will not serve you anymore. You got to get the information. You got to get the lesson and you got to let it go. So I got to see, yo, you got to let this go, bro. You got to let it go. You made some decisions back in 2023 when you were still on the old earth. You made some decisions out of your headspace. You weren't making it out of your heart space. You made it out of desperation. <laughs> you made decisions out of fear. You made decisions out of anger. You made decisions out of resentment. You made decisions coming from a lower frequency. And because we're living in this higher vibrational time right now, the physical body can't resonate with these lower energies. So in order to do that, it has to show itself. So then you then will make the change. Do you see how this works? So I just realized, dang, this was something bigger that that medicine ain't going to show you. The material science isn't going to get to. It had nothing to do because here's the reality. I still have not said that I had kidney stones. I had symptoms of it, but I have not seen any proof that I had kidney stones. Do you see how this works? And this is what the lazy mind will do. Oh, well, lazy mind said, well, yeah, he had kidney stones. Well, how? I ain't passed it. I ain't seen no CAT scan. <laughs> I, ain't, I, I have not seen any of it. I have not. Nothing. There has been nothing to make me. Do you see how this works? Instead, what was this whole thing trying to show me that could not be seen or experienced by anyone other than me? Mm. You still hold on to some things. We got to let it go. So that's just for me in my life. I just realized how important it really, really how important it literally and why we have to let go, why we have to just be willing to say like, you know what? I can't hold on to this no more. This is why forgiveness was everything. Forgiveness. This isn't a podcast about forgiveness, but this is a podcast about forgiveness. Until you fully forgive you were going to be holding on to something. Good God Almighty, they didn't want to hear it. And you can't let go until you forgive. Hear me when I say this. You cannot let go until you forgive. You cannot let go until you forgive. You cannot release until you forgive. You cannot move on until you forgive. You cannot cut the cord until you forgive. You cannot become all that you truly are capable of until you forgive. May we understand what forgiveness really is. Forgiveness is acceptance of what is instead of denying what is. Every time that you accept, every time that you accept, you may forgive. But you can't accept until you have enough information to form a judgment. So it's hard for you to forgive that person who may have inflicted that trauma on you. It's hard for you to inflict, sorry, to forgive someone who maybe uh, uh, was the one who was abusing you. The reason why it's hard, 
because we have not yet taken and gotten the universal meaning behind it. See, this is what I have to tell you right now, okay? I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to let you in my life. I, had, I told you, I've told you, I've been open and honest with you all from day one. I told you when I had the babysitter who would beat the living daylights out of me with a yardstick because I wet the bed. She would beat the dog mess out of me. I can still see it. I can still hear the yardstick hit my flesh. I was so young. I didn't even tell anybody because I didn't know it was wrong, but I can still remember it. I still remember it. And then how that manifested itself into being raised through, uh, you know, parents who would spank you. And it would use a belt. My mind, my young mind didn't know the difference. It didn't know the difference between the yardstick on the, on the, on the, on the ironing table and being hit with a belt. It didn't know the difference. And then I couldn't understand why. Why did I wet the bed? Why did I wet the bed up until like seventh and eighth grade? And nobody else wet the bed. My wife didn't. My brother didn't. My kids don't. Nobody else but me. When you start understanding that bed wetting is a part of trauma. My mind was trying to figure out a way to deal with this, but it didn't know how to. And now here I am at 41 questioning, am I good enough? Can I really do this? Living in shame. Asking myself, am I really worthy of the things that I say that I want? Do I really believe that I'm even good enough to do this? So when you start to put two and two together and you start to see that I'm, I can't move forward because of these things that happened 38, 39, 33 years ago. I can't, why can't I? Then you start to get angry. That, but that's because we're looking at it from the limited perspective. Good God Almighty, when you can zoom out and look at it from the universal perspective. And here's what I was fortunate enough to do. I, I have good connection. I have that good Wi-Fi brand, that, that Xfinity. I got the, I got all the bars that I got, I got direct contact with my guides and they told me and they showed me any resentment that you have right now. You're only looking at this from the limited perspective. Let's zoom out and see. And I was able to see, good God Almighty, I was able to see that babysitter. I was able to see my parents, my family, everybody, people who had maybe, quote unquote, done me wrong. I was able to see them. I was able to see them from a universal perspective, from the spiritual world. And I was able to see them as these little souls that say, yes, yes, we will help you. They will get to a time and point in space and time where you will question if you're good enough. You'll question if you're worthy enough. And the reason why was because of things that we agreed that we would inflict upon you, but we didn't do that to hurt you. We did that, we did that as, as place mar- uh, uh, as, uh, uh, um, bookmarks. So when you got to this point, you would turn back to that and heal that because at some point you were going to forget yourself, but we had to have bookmarks. We had to have guideposts. We had to have, uh, uh, what are they called in the ocean when they have those, those, uh, lighthouses. We had to have a lighthouse there so you would know where to go back to find yourself because at each place that you had dealt with the abuse, you had dealt with the trauma, you had dealt with the indiscretion, you had dealt with the things that made you question who you were. You left a part of yourself there. You left a part of yourself there. You left a part of yourself there. And you were going to have to remember how to get back there. You see, when we say the word remember, you're going to have to have something that would rejoin you back to where that was, but you had forgotten. But this is why the subconscious was beautiful because the subconscious would remember when this conscious couldn't. So you had forgotten, but the subconscious didn't forget. It remembered where it had buried that treasure. Good God Almighty, y'all ain't trying to hear me right now. Do you not know every time that you left a part of yourself, you went on a, you had created a mother scavenger hunt unbeknownst to you because you were leaving a treasure there. You left a treasure. You left a treasure of yourself, a part of yourself in the past. And we had to go on a scavenger hunt to go and get it. And I was able to see that these people, these souls, the ones that I thought were hurting me and creating all this pain, and they were just helping me 
bury the treasure in the scavenger hunt that we call life. That they were actually the ones who were making this game so much more enjoyable. But you can't see it until you zoom out and you go and you see that there was nothing, there was no ill intent. This was what we all had agreed to. And to take the emotion of the good and the bad and the dualistic perspective, and instead it was, there's a part of me that I've left behind and I have to go back and find it. And it's going to be painful. I'm going to shed tears. I'm going to feel angry. I'm going to feel sad going back. But if I'm willing to keep moving forward, I'm going to go and retrieve that version of myself. And if I retrieve that version of myself, I'll become just a little bit more whole. Just a little less fractured, a little less fragmented. And by becoming just a little bit more whole, I will see myself as I truly am instead of as the illusion or the mask or the persona that I'm not. And now when I start to do that, I will see that all of those things, all of these things that were quote-unquote bad or to hurt me or the trauma or abuse as human beings would refer to them as, they were actually helping me. They were serving me. They were for me. They were cosmically and divinely placed along my experience so that I would have the fullest experience of being a human. I would experience both ends of the pole. The quote-unquote good, the bad, the death, the rebirth, I would get to experience it all. So, we, we, we can call them kidney stones. I'd like to call them releasing pellets. They were just pellets that were trying to tell me you need to let go. And whether I had them or not, didn't matter. That was irrelevant. That's not why they showed up. That's not why the symptoms were there. They were there to help me to see, you got to let go of it, buddy. You got to let go. Nobody's here to hurt you. Nobody's here to harm you. Everyone and everything is here to help you. So... I'm thoroughly excited if I'm being if I'm being honest with you. I'm excited. Not too much to the point where I'm creating excess potential, but I'm thrilled to go on this journey with you. We're going to go on a 6-month journey and we're going to release together. I told you in 2024 we were going to turn up. We we're going to turn up. <laughs> I got another episode coming here. I got some more stuff that's brewing. Oh, we turn it up. But in order to turn up, we're going to have to forgive. And forgiveness is accepting that everything was working out for you, but you had to go on a quest to see how and why. So for six months, I'm going to be your guide, and we're going to release. Get yourself signed up right now. Go to DG Mindset. You can look in the description of this podcast. I don't care where you are. You're on social media. Look at the link in my bio. We're getting signed up. We're going to release this. We're going to forgive. We're going to become all that we truly are. And I'm telling you, when you get there, when you start to see just a, just a fraction of the light that's inside of you, you're going to be like, I got to tell the world. I got to help the world. You'll see. You'll see. I know you're going to send me a DM. 
You gonna send me a DM? You gonna send me a message? And I'm gonna be sitting back with a toothpick in my mouth saying, I told you. So it's time. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go ahead and release. Let's go and let go. We all got something. All of us got something. I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you live on the other side of the world. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care. It does not matter. When you start understanding the game of this thing called the human experience, we all had to have something. You had to have something. And the reason why you have something is so you can remember and get back to what you actually are. What you are. We forgot. We forgot. But this is what we agreed to do. So before you cuss somebody out, before you start uh, uh, having resentment and anger, please realize that on the universal cosmic spiritual level that they were so needed. And guess what? You agreed to allow them to help you. So before you start cussing out that ex who may have done something, understand that they were just fulfilling their obligation that they had made before we came into this physical existence. And just because you don't remember does not mean that it did not happen. As always, please understand, please know that you are matter, like you matter. You're everything. You matter. Your journey matters. Your heart matters. Your soul matters. And keep going. And I can't wait till we go on this journey together so we can release. Forgive and become. As always, I wish you nothing but the best. On the pathway to your results. <laughs> <laughs>